0: This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now.
1: Good morning. It's Thursday, October 25th, 2018. This is John Fernay and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. On Tuesday evening, Anne Arundel County police were made aware of a social media video that showed an unidentified male with a handgun. The video appeared to be taken inside of Old Mill High School, and through investigation, they were able to identify a subject. The school resource officer and the principal located the student, who was identified as Malik Benjamin, 18, of the 300 block of Highland Drive in Glen Burnie. He was located in the school, pulled out of class, and they discovered a loaded handgun in his possession. Now, there are a few interesting things about Malik. In January of this year, he was charged with disturbing school operations and trespassing and refusing to leave the property. The case was never prosecuted and the charges were placed on the Stett docket. Now, his home address in the 300 block of Highland Drive, that sounded familiar to me when I was updating the story. And that is the same block in which Pratik Kumar of Crownsville was shot to death on October 8th. I don't know if there's any kind of a relationship between the two, but it probably is something that the Anne Arundel County Police are looking into. Speaking of things that are being looked into, the Board of Elections for Anne Arundel County has sent the Anne Arundel County United Slate a cease and desist letter after the slate sent out nearly 10,000 mailers suggesting that they were official Board of Education ballots to prospective voters. Now, the slate is chaired by former Delegate Marianne Love of Glen Birdie and former Delegate Virginia Claggett of West River. Claggett also serves as the treasurer for Stuart Pittman's campaign for county executive. Currently, the slate has $74,000 in cash in the bank and members of the slate include every Democratic candidate that is running for office in the county, most of which have denied knowing that the mailing went out. You can go to ionanapolis.net and check out the actual mailing. We have a PDF of it there, and it looks pretty official, except for the authority line on the bottom of the address label. And I think where they went wrong is when you opened it up, it says, please give us a call if you have any questions. And they included the real phone number of the Board of Elections as well as their website. So it really does... portray that that is indeed an official document. Larry Hogan gave away $8 million yesterday to 79 different projects. It's not quite the mega millions lottery, but it's something good and it's something good for Annapolis. Of that $8 million, 200,000 of it went to the city of Annapolis for the cannery. Now the cannery, you'll remember, is the art collaborative that Mayor Buckley wanted to establish in the Harbor Square Mall on Dock Street. That mall is privately owned by Harvey Blonder, who's a local businessman. And Harvey is also the one that is looking to develop City Dock and the old restaurant into a hotel. The cannery was very briefly occupied by an artist collaborative that lasted less than a month before they broke up. Last night and Tuesday, residents met in City Hall to listen to the Urban Land Institute Technical Assistance Panel figure out what to do with City Dock. This is yet again another study on what to do with City Dock. And I think there's a disconnect between what the residents want and what this panel has put forward. They were looking forward to parking, green space, traffic, historic quality of Annapolis, which we all can agree on. There were a lot of opposing interests. Carl Snowden, one of our most vocal community activists, said that City Doc has to encompass Annapolis diverse history and make all residents feel welcome. Members of the public spoke up and said that they needed to have it more accessible. There was a biking contingency there who said that it had to be more geared toward biking. There was somebody that said that you could do anything but just don't mess with the water. So I think we're still very far apart and I'm not sure where this is ultimately going. Now the ULI TAP is going to be presenting a final report in several months. We'll see how that goes. And prior to the public meetings, they met with more than 50 stakeholders. Right now, we're not sure who those stakeholders are. We've asked, and the city is just very vague, saying it's city members, historic Annapolis members, residents, business owners, et cetera. The Anne Arundel County Public Libraries are still recovering from their recent cyber attack. They're working hard to restore all services and it looks like they will be restored by November 3rd. However, the Wi-Fi in all computers is gonna be down for repair intermittently between now and November 1st. The library's website, online catalog, electronic resources and all are unaffected by the outages. However, any in-branch printing, faxing, copying and scanning will not be available. And Library Headquarters is recommending that you download their AACPL checkout app, which is available for Apple and Android. And that will allow customers to check out books, magazines, DVDs, and more, all while skipping the checkout line. Kind of some bummer news as I'm looking around. A lot of restaurants are closing in the Annapolis area. The most recent one was Fudruckers. They closed their door yesterday and laid off all of their staff. Capital T's, as I had mentioned earlier last week, has been vacant from downtown at the foot of Main Street. Peewee, or maybe it's Payway, over in the town center, that is gone. Qdoba, a neighbor of Peewee, is gone. And the Rice Workshop downtown on Main Street has also closed, although that's looking like it's being redeveloped into something else. It is October 25th, and that also means that it is the start of early voting. The polls opened at 10 a.m. They will be open until 8 p.m., and they will be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day between now and November 2nd. If you want to early vote and not vote on November 6th, which is Election Day, you can go to the Board of Elections in Glen Burnie, the Crofton Library, the Edgewater Library, the Glen Burnie Library, the Odenton Library, the Severna Park Library, or the Pittmoyer Rec Center. It doesn't matter where you go or where you live. You can vote in any of those locations for any race that you have. Also, if you have not registered and you want to register or if you need to make a change to your voter registration, you can do that during early voting only. You will not be able to do that during the regular election day on November 6th. Again, I do recommend everybody investigate the candidates, vote for the one that does the best for you, and go out and vote and exercise your right. As I said, it is Thursday, and that means we have Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace here with your Maker Minutes, and of course we have George Young with your local DMB weather forecast, all coming up in just a minute.
2: Hi, Kristen Fleckenstein here. For 20 years, I served as the communications director for the state's attorney's office. I know it takes someone with strength and integrity to lead the office. Four years ago, voters overwhelmingly elected Wes Adams. He took over an office that had become dysfunctional and lacked trust. Our communities wanted better than what Ann Leitis had to offer. Wes overhauled the office, instituted training for staff, and worked with Governor Hogan to upgrade technology. The results are lower crime rates and safer communities. This race is too important to be based on partisan politics. It's about who will do the job best. That's why county police endorsed Wes Adams and why he has my vote. As a lifelong county resident and registered Democrat, I'm confident Wes will do what's right for our families. Join me and vote Wes Adams for state's attorney.
0: Authorized by Friends of Wes Adams, John Spencer, Treasurer. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast.
3: Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, October 25th. Another chilly, frosty start this morning for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County. With temps in the mid-30s to low-40s, but another nice, sunny, cool fall day ahead. With highs in the 52-57 to degree range and less wind than we've seen the past couple of days. Then tomorrow starts off much the same, though likely not quite as cool in the morning, before clouds move in and finally rain begins in the afternoon hours, most likely between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m., as a developing coastal storm brings 1 to 3 inches of rain and steady east northeast winds of 15 to 30 miles per hour to the region late Friday into the middle part of the day, Saturday, before moving off to the north northeast of the area and leaving behind a cloudy, cool Sunday, though it is expected to be rain free as of today. So a bit of a sloppy go of it to start the weekend, but it's that cool, wet, and windy time of year. So we'll take it and like it as we get that much closer to Halloween next Wednesday, which at this point appears like it'll be a dry one. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to download our free weather app on all of your devices by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather so you can always stay weather-informed or follow us on our website at dmdweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter. This is George Young of DMB Weather. Enjoy the sunshine again today while we have it because it'll be missing in action soon enough. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe.
0: 35 years ago, Annapolis became a fine dining destination when Carroll's Creek Cafe first opened its doors on the Eastport waterfront. Today, diners enjoy delicious new American appetizers and entrees from sea and land, an extensive wine and craft beer selection, and creative desserts, all while enjoying the most scenic views in town. Join the fun as Carroll's Creek celebrates with a very special three-course $35 anniversary dinner menu from October 15th to the 27th call 410-263-8102 to reserve your table today every week makers crafters and educators hold events all over the area highlighting some of those here's our
4: makers minute brought to you by annapolis makerspace Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. This Saturday, Third Eye Comics is holding their Halloween Comic Fest. Third Eye's events are always like a little mini Comic Con, and being Halloween, it should be an extra great time to get out and show off your costume and see what others show up as. It's also time for the Maryland STEM Festival, featuring over 480 events all around Maryland, from makerspaces to libraries to schools. All kinds of groups are participating. Check the Maryland STEM Festival website for information about events in your area, and you can find that over at MarylandSTEMFestival.org. Also be sure to check out on Saturday, the Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission's STEAMFest in Upper Marlboro. And with Halloween upon us, there's plenty of fun Halloween events in the area as well. A couple worth checking out is the Arboretum at the Silborn Arboretum in Baltimore tomorrow night where kids can explore the spooky mansion, trick-or-treat around the gardens, listen to creepy music, and learn about bats, owls, spiders, and other nocturnal wildlife. They'll be having live raptors and reptiles from the Cary Murray Nature Center as well as El Gringo and Wild Time Food Trucks with seasonal food items like hot soup, apple rings, pumpkin beignets, they'll have a garden costume parade, and they'll top the evening off by listening to award-winning storyteller Gary Lloyd present pumpkin tails for the young on sunday is the silver spring crafts desserts and sweets fair and back home at annapolis at art farm annapolis there's a drop-in class for ages two to six each drop-in class is guided by a local artist your children will explore color texture and pattern making and more and at clay bakers in annapolis on saturday they'll be making old-fashioned glazed christmas trees and on sunday they'll be making homemade clay ornaments at the Benjamin Banneker Museum in Ellicott City on Saturday is Preserving the Harvest Workshop. Historic interpreters demonstrate federal period techniques for preserving foods. Limited spaces available, so register early. We're smack in the middle of the Anne Arundel County STEM Festival. Featuring events like Tonight in Deal is a coding club where kids will learn how to create video games using the Scratch programming language. Saturday in Deal is spectacular STEM, Come dressed in your spookiest costume and explore simple preschool Halloween-based science challenges for ages 3 to 5, entering kindergarten STEM. Also on Saturday at the Rivera Beach Library is STEM Lab, hands-on science stations and demonstrations. Monday at the Linthicum Library is Maker Mondays. Tuesday in Severn is Haunted Gingerbread Houses, create and assemble the spookiest haunted gingerbread house that you can imagine call to reserve a spot. And on Tuesday at the Mountain Road Library is STEM Night with Chesapeake High School Robotics Team and the First Lego Club. This week at the Greenbelt Maker Space, on Friday is Fermentation Fans, Saturday is Junior Makers, Sunday is their Animation Meetup, Monday is Drop-In Genealogy, and Wednesday is their Fiber Fans Meetup. At Unallocated Space in Severn, tonight you have their Infosec Night with Digital Forensics 101 with lab examples, Saturday is their Classic Video Game Day, and Tuesday is their 3D Printing Night. At Annapolis Maker Space this week, On Sunday, we have a repeat of our kimchi class, and you'll learn what goes into making your own kimchi at home. History, ingredients to use, and where to find them locally, as well as recipes for kimchi and everyday meals. It was really popular last time, so get on over and sign up now if you're interested. If the first class fills up, we'll schedule a second class right after. And as always at Annapolis Makerspace, every Monday night is woodworking night. And as always, you can catch me tonight and every Thursday night at Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court for Electronics Night. And I'll be posting links to these events on the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org sometime today. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Imagine your child saying, guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day.
2: We asked teachers why. Our innovative educational approach spans indoors and out with challenging academics that inspire and engage In
4: our small classes, we are able to find the learner in every child, from preschool to 8th grade.
0: See for yourself as St. Andrews hosts an open house at its Edgewater campus, Friday, November 9th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 today. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, IonAnnapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.